Well, welcome to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. This week we're joined by well, someone who's just um, got a 50th cap for our country. Uh, Scotland standoff, Helen Nelson. Nelly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. you good? good? Yeah. How's the emotion from the weekend? Oh, it's still absolutely buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> on a, on a, well, there's loads of emotion, isn't it? Per, you know, personal performance in terms of that 50th cap, but also that win. How important was that? How good was that? Yeah, it was. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, and like, obviously, we've been putting in performances as a squad, but to to get that win, I think Rach said it. Like the the first emotion is relief, mm. but now just we just take that positivity, take it into this week. You, you've kind of deserved a win in the performance that you've had between yep. the 12 that you went unbeaten but I, like how much it is a massive boost but how much does it just underline what you're doing well when you get that win because you can begin to doubt what you're doing or question different bits and pieces but do you get the feeling that that win can be a springboard to you know that that first hurdle to to hopefully having a, a few wins you know in the next the next few games and going a, a bit of a, a run of more consistent results Definitely. I think, like you say, it just kind of instills that that hard work is paying off. Mm -hmm. And our coaches, we always talk about learning, like you don't lose, you learn. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. We do learn a lot. But sometimes, like you say, you, you do just need that win to really instill, like we, we can do this and it is working. And yeah, we just keep chipping away. I was watching the game. I was through at the Glasgow game, but I was watching the game before and then I've watched it since. And I actually thought the last 10 minutes were really quite nervous. And yeah. there's moments when you watch games and you're willing to team win, and there's a flow and a rhythm to the game and a, you almost think, right, that's it. And it got to about 70 minutes. I thought, no, there's another twist coming. Yeah. And then you won the cut of campaign. It was about 74 minutes. And I thought, no, there's still another twist, just knowing the history. How was it on the field that last 10 minutes? Because it's, it looked nervy. Yeah. I think <laughs> well, I think the fact that we went from was twenty twenty four seven, yeah, and they came back twenty four twenty one, and twenty nine twenty, yeah, twenty nine twenty one. You scored yes. after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're, we're under the posts after that second score. So they scored twice in quick succession. Quick, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we realised momentum was not in our favour. Yeah. We need to put a stop to this, and we knew once we did that, we're back in control. But I think it was very much, yeah, we need to turn things here. And the recognition of that, that comes from, as you say, the learning that you've had in the last two, three years. We're grown as a team, or the last maybe 18 months, we've grown as a team. So that that's a positive as well, that you actually felt that. Because that's how it felt as a viewer, right? You're thinking, all right, got to come back. The, the close games you've had with Italy. But even although there was a, an eight-point gap, you were fairly confident to take it. Yeah, I think Good. so. And I, th I think, like you say, that changing momentum back again, I yeah. think that's the biggest thing we take from that game. Yeah. Because I think... This time last year, we would have yeah. it would have gone against us, and we would have lost that game. So I think from the younger girls in the squad as well, they probably have never experienced mm. having to fight that momentum back. So I think yeah, it's a massive, massive learning. And you can roll that into this week. Ireland one more test to go in the TikTok Women's Six Nations. How's the how's the mood? This is this is Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, another big session tomorrow, and then it's you know, three weekends in the bounce we've spoken about with everybody in the last two or three weeks about how difficult it is to manage physically and mentally, but things are good looking at Ireland at yeah. home again. Yeah, uh, we know it's going to be tough. Mm. Ireland are going to be up for it. So we've just, our kind of theme this week is we need to be better. Um, we need to be better than we were against Italy because we, yeah, we know Ireland are going to be absolutely gun for us. Mm. They've said there's been bits of bobs on social media about it being it, the, the cup final. Mm. Um, so they're up for it, but we're definitely up for it. Yeah, you get the feeling they're targeting it. They've yet to pick up their win, but they yeah best performance was last week so they're definitely gelling a bit more but the, the home crowd at the damn health will spur you on. You mentioned younger players 
and less experienced players. You're now one of the, the old heads, as mm -hmm. you say, of the 50 cap. <laughs> 2016 since you've been part of the squad. How does it feel as long as that? No, no, absolutely not. I still feel like a baby, <laughs> but they remind me all the time that I'm old. But um, no, it doesn't. It's absolutely flown by. So what's changed, do you think? In that, in that period, because there's been an awful lot of change off the field in women's rugby in Scotland. Yep. Um, but what would you say are the kind of highlight moments, or the, not the highlight moments, but the, the biggest changes in that in that period since you've been involved in the squad? Because it's grown a, an awful long way. Yeah, I'd say probably our development of depth. We've mm. now got the futures coming through. Um, and and you watched them on Sunday? I did, yeah. Ah. They were very good. Good. Very, Is that like, a worry? Some shots going in. Is that a worry? No, it's good. <laughs> we love competition. Good. I'm here for it. Good. Um, good. Yeah, I'd say the depth is, yeah. is huge because like from the World Cup, we've probably got eight or nine key players missing, the mm -hmm. Six Nations, but mm -hmm. the girls that have stepped up have been class. Mm -hmm. And that just takes, it means when we get those injured players back, mm -hmm. the competition will just be through the roof. Um, and obviously contracts is massive yeah. as well. Um, just yeah. to be able to concentrate, recover. Um, yeah, it's just going from strength the Celtic to strength. Celtic fix just to add into that another yeah. layer as well, isn't it? So, so the depth through it. And you, who did you look up to? Did, did you have um, people you looked up to when think, you were in that? Yeah, stage? so there was. I played a look at a rugby club, small like mm -hmm. um, team up in the Highlands, and there was um, Rachie White was the one person I remember. So she grew up in Loch Aber mm -hmm. and then was capped for Scotland. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking it was so cool that she. Um, yeah, was from a small place, but made it to mm -hmm. to the top. Um, so she was a big inspiration for me. And have you kept in touch? Um, so she's played for Hillhead. Uh -huh. So when I played for Wandies, it was also a big rivalry. <laughs> um, but no, she messages quite a lot before good. games and wishes me luck. So and ah, it's good, good to know. The uh, you mentioned Lock Harbour Rugby Club. It says here Manosi started when you were six, mm. six years old. Yeah. Was that it was, any memories of that, or was it? Or what, what was the reason for going along? Um, Robbie, my brother, played. Uh -huh. um, so it was initially actually just in Glencoe. There was maybe like five or six of us went along mm -hmm. um, and played there. And yeah, it was just playing on very wet Saturday mornings, getting beaten up by boys <laughs> about four or five years older than me. Um, but just having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, just enjoying it and having a laugh. Yeah, we spoke uh, to Francesca, was it two weeks ago or last week, about her brother being involved, but your brother had a pretty good career as well. Still yeah. playing, Curry, um, a bit of success, won the league with Curry, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, maybe he just moved on just before yeah, that. Yeah, I think he moved on just before um, So was he, was he, took you along, was he an inspiration? Did he follow his career? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and just even now having him to like, He's always giving me words of advice, probably mm. harsher words than I'd like. But <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my sister plays as well. Oh. Um, so a proper rugby family and I feel, uh. yeah, it's cool. They just, they get it. They know what to say. They know the right mm. things to say. Is it, are they both still playing? Yep, so Robbie's in Australia, in Australia isn't he? Um, and then Bry's, um, was at Watson's playing yeah. a bit more kind of social seven stuff okay. now, but yeah. So they've got pieces, they've got words of wisdom for you, haven't they? Yeah, always. <laughs> How does that go down? <laughs> oh, it's fine. I can, I can take it. <laughs> So your first memories of playing in the, the rain, was it always rainy? Always, oh, no. West Coast. Yeah, well. yeah. Uh, and did you think at that point you would ever play for Scotland? No, I don't think so. Um, no, like it was always a dream, but I just, yeah, just had fun and was kind of wanted to see where it would take me. Do you think it would take you here? No, <laughs> never. Because you're, you see, a rugby family, but a sporting kind of element to you as well. Mm -hmm. 
this the skiing we'll get into, it was you were a, a competitive skier, weren't you? Yeah. For for Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. For what age to when? What type of skiing? Um, so alpine skiing, so like slalom, giant slalom. Oh, that's that sort of tough stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but skiing from young age, my dad, my mum and dad were both ski instructors, so right. it was kind of like skiing on a Saturday, rugby on a Sunday, or vice versa. So it was they always came together. And then when I reached high school, just got a bit more competitive. Um, I won like a kind of bursary to go out and um, train in Chamonix in France for six mm. weeks. And yes, from the age of like 12 till 17, was mm. away a lot in Europe competing and... Yeah. What was the training schedule like for that? Was it So you'd be away, it's camp based, yes. Yeah, so yeah. You'd be away for maybe like two weeks, say in like October holidays or mm. um, Easter holidays. And you'd have like a block of training and then straight into races. How would that training compare to what you do now? Because I assume it would be, you know, physical training, there'd be mental training, there'd be technical training. Yep. Was it a good grounding or were you exposed to that kind of depth? Because it's, you know, competitive, representative skiing. I assume it would be a pretty tough old environment. Definitely. And I think probably that the mental toughness is what I've taken the most from it. Obviously, the physical side was huge. Mm -hmm. But the mental toughness, I remember, like, you'd be living in these little chalets with maybe five, six teammates. But you're then, it's an individual sport. You're mm -hmm. then competing against them the next day. And like sometimes you'd have a good day, your best yeah. pal would not have the best day. And it's like trying to deal with that, I think. And I got really quite nervous before races as well. So now I feel like it's put me in a really good place for rugby because I've, I'm like, I'm, I've got 14 pals who mm -hmm. are all mm -hmm. on my side and helping me along. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it's... Was it quite aggro? Was it quite aggro? Uh, it could, it could. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? People are serious about it. Ah. Yeah. And... Not to ask the obvious question, but ask the obvious question. Injury rate and skiing, was that a concern? Was that a worry? Cause it's yeah, like it's probably it's similar. Brutal, it? A lot of ACLs and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, and like high speed, you're going maybe like 60, 70 uh, miles an hour down the hill. So if you make a mistake, then mm. yeah. There's so many parallels. I probably could get geeky into this, but there's a lot of <laughs> parallels that like being exposed to loads of different sports growing up, I think really helps in a, in a professional sports person. But I've never really thought of skiing, but in terms of that psychological pressure and that mm. consequence of doing something wrong, it's quite similar to international rugby, isn't it? Definitely. And I think as well, like the pressure. So we, like I said, we'd train for maybe a couple of weeks and then uh, say a slalom um, run is only 30 seconds long. Yeah. So you've got to perform in that 30 seconds. So again, rugby, mm -hmm. you've got 80 minutes. If you make a mistake, you can, mm -hmm. at least you can back yeah. it up with something positive. Ah, and you were playing rugby through that? period as well no still? I stopped as a teenager stop? um, yeah. just because there weren't, weren't many people playing up home but um, picked it back up when I came to uni and uni geophysics and meteorology yeah <laughs> what are you looking <laughs> at I'm a bit of a weather geek as well I like my weather how did you get into that um, I, so I actually initially went in to do physics right. and then realised that the maths was next level <laughs> and thought I'll transfer to um, geophysics, meteorology, and maybe it will be slightly less intense. It was wasn't. It? No. no. And I probably concentrated a little bit too hard on rugby than I did on the uni. It was Edinburgh Uni, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah and yeah. you played at Edinburgh Uni yeah. through that and Murrayfield Wanderers as well. Yeah. So what what was the draw to get back into rugby? Because you, you'd played as a youngster, you had a ground in it, your family played, and then, you know, the, the success and the skiing environment, what, what pulled you back into the, 
and the game of rugby? Um, well, I got rejected from football. That was the first one. Football as well? Yeah, so I always like kicked a ball around as a kid. <laughs> always and kicked thought, a ball around. Um, yeah, I'll go join the football team. Didn't get in. At uni? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so um, just I saw. I actually kept seeing posters everywhere yeah. for Edinburgh Uni Rugby, so I was like, I'll go and give it a go. And I was hooked from the first session. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And uh, did you finish your degree? Yep. Yeah. 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 So did that coincide with you playing international rugby as well? Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, um, last year or so? just the, the March of my final year of uni, I got right. c- that was my first cap. And did you get support from uni for for that time to play and time to prepare? And yeah, 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 yeah. They were good. Like the performance side of Edinburgh Uni is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were in the gym a lot, and they definitely like. I think it shows the number of girls who play yeah. for Ed Uni yeah. now. It's a great pathway. Was um, Claire Crookshank coaching at that point? Yeah, and she yeah, was yeah. She's still there. Oh. Yeah, ah. been there a long time. Claire <laughs> Shanks. <laughs> Sorry, right. not that long, honestly. Claire. <laughs> Um, so we'll fast forward into your first cap. It was against France. Yeah. Um, so you've got this ground and you've got this experience. You've been in the game. You've played a lot. That's your first cap against France. Can you remember how you felt or how it went? I think I was terrified. I just remember. When did you start at ten or twelve? Twelve. Uh, no, I just came off the bench at twelve. At twelve. Yeah. And um, I remember I first played the game. It was either a liner or a scrum, our ball. And I don't know if you know her, but Safi, uh, mm-hmm. Safi Ndi, she's um, a second row for France, or was at the mm-hmm. time, big, big mm-hmm. girl. And Shorty just turned to me and she was like, crash ball 12. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and I, honestly, I just ran straight into Safi and got smashed. And I was like, if I can if I can deal with that and I can take that, then... Did you keep the ball? I did, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. What did Shorty say? <laughs> did you Probably tell her it was again her next time, yeah. <laughs> it's <a geo> next. <laughs> and obviously... Do you, I, say, I ask this to quite a few people. I think it's worse when you're on the bench and you have to come on because you spend the first however long watching. Mm. And I think you play every single contact and every single decision on the bench as you watch it and thinking, oh, that could be me. That could be, what if that happens when I'm playing? But when you get on, you're only focused on what you're focusing on. Sometimes a wee bit easier. So you obviously remember that. Is there anything else to the game? Was there a highlight? Was there a low light? Was there... Um, I think I threw an out the back offload as well, which was a complete accident. Uh-huh. And thinking probably shouldn't have done that, um, but no, it was all a bit of a blur, to be honest. But yeah, I just remember feeling like um, just kind of that sense of achievement, like mm-hmm. yeah. And right. was there a capping ceremony? Ceremony then? Did you get your cap? Like because I see it now and shared with everybody now, and it's really special moments. Obviously, your fiftieth weekend as well, but. Yeah, I think there would have been. We were playing at Broadwood, so I think yeah. we would have done it upstairs in one of the function rooms. But yeah. again, I, c- I can't remember that, which is really bad because it was only six years ago. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you got a favourite game over your 50? Um, from the early days, I think it would be we won against Wales. Um, at Broadwood. Yeah, at Broadwood. And again, that was kind of... we'd. There was a period of... A period of a losses, win, wasn't that? yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, we'd, that was the first one we'd had in about 12 years or something crazy wow. like that. So, like I said, it just instilled that belief in, like, what we were doing was mm-hmm. the right thing. Um, but then more recently to that, it's got to be that Ireland victory um, in Italy, in the qualifiers. Oh, the, yeah. Because yeah. were you involved in the win in Ireland as well? Yeah. A couple of years before, yeah. 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 that was a big win as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, the wins, like, all the wins. They're <laughs> just unbelievable, I think. Yeah, we properly we properly enjoy them as a team. And I suppose to contrast that, are there lows that stick out that drive you on that inspire you? Um, 
I think that Wales defeat at the World Cup I took mm-hmm. really, really tough, mm-hmm. really hard. Because um, I know it was we beat ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't happy. I obviously had um, a couple of kicks that mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy with. Um, so I took that really quite personally. How, what, how did you deal with that at the time? Who did you? My team my teammates were absolutely on. they were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an emotional mess for a couple of days, but obviously we had to pick ourselves up. That was mm-hmm. the first game, mm-hmm. so they were great. Like everyone, like management, teammates, mm-hmm. all just saying like we're a team. Like mm-hmm. um, we lose together, we win together, that sort of stuff, and st- we stuck together. Um, so yeah, like they were amazing. But I think you just have to like suck it up, accept that it mm-hmm. happens, and then move on to the next game. So. I think that's the right. That's the right attitude because it does happen, and quite often, you know, the sun will come up the next thing and day. The, the world will keep turning. Yeah, it's it's so it's such a big moment when you're in it. But actually, when you take a step back and think, right, I can't change it, but I can affect the next thing. Yeah. So having that focus of moving on is really important. Um, it's harder as well, probably when you're away from home, because yeah. you were the other side of the world, and you know, you can't get away from rugby during the World Cup either. Oh. Because yeah. everything's always rugby, always rugby, always rugby. But it takes a, a bit of mental strength to get over stuff mm. like that. And was it Australia next? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, good. Another narrow defeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm taking you back. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, can you similar question of what we asked earlier in terms of change in that period of your fifty caps? How do you think your games changed? Um, <laughs> Do you I, you prefer ten to twelve? You've played a lot of rugby, I assume. Mm-hmm. But you've played a lot of rugby uh, in the centre as well. How do you think your games developed over over that period in those fifty caps? I'd say probably my game management and like reading the game has improved a lot. Um, I didn't used to kick as much mm-hmm. um, probably in the early days. So now, like obviously, playing with Loughborough down in the Premiership, kicking's a massive part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that as a team. Um, it's improved a lot for us as well, just playing that territory game and learning that you can really pin teams and control it in that way. Um, I'd say it's come on massively. Do you think that is the game that's forced that or do you think that's you that's added that to your game? I think there's more kicking in your game, like the women's game, than ever was before because there's more need to do it. Defences are better, space is harder to find. I think the the game is kind of changing in that, that way, would you agree? Definitely, yeah, it was developed. Like play against a France now and they've got mm. nines that can put up competitive box kicks, mm. tens that can kick at 50 metres, like mm. wh- all back threes can kick Like our, it's, it's been quite a steep learning curve for us in terms of backfield coverage and all mm. that stuff but we love it as backs, like kicking sessions with you Mossy, they're our favourite sessions <laughs> which Stop <we'll> it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big part of the game, it's a yeah, massive yeah, part yeah. of the game and, and even like when you look at the stats and the number of kicks, it used to average probably about, even between 15 and 20 kicks per game in the women's internationals mm-hmm. um, and now I think you had 48, 50 kicks in the game, both sides um, against uh, against Wales there's an, awful, there's an awful lot of kicks but there, yeah. there's more variety, a lot of them are attacking kicks as well which is really good to see So, and I'll see that, that progression. What else do you think's changed in your game? Um, 
I get told that I take a lot of contact for a 10. We actually had, so for my 50th cap, we had some like good luck messages and um, a bit of a highlights reel. And Rachel Malcolm just turned around to me and she was like, I think this was a back rows highlights reel, not a 10s. And I was like, well. <laughs> Is that a conscious decision? Uh, no, I do. I love contact. Uh, I think it probably comes from a like centre background. Mm -hmm. um, Did you play 12 before you played 10? Yeah. 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 Um, so whether the backs like it, don't know, but yeah. You mentioned messages um, ahead of your 50 cap at the weekend. You mentioned also as well, just a minute ago, how much your teammates mean to you in, in tough times, but it's always really nice to get that those messages from your teammates and friends and uh, those foes as well uh, in the, the build-up to, to significant milestones. Tell us about the, the messages you got at the weekend. One from a, an opposition player, I believe. Yes, yeah, a mm. couple. Couple, couple. Of, couple, well, one or two of my um, teammates from down in Loughborough, and mm -hmm. then um, Agat as well, who I played with in France. How long were you in Montpellier, weren't you? Yeah, Montpellier, just for a year. For a year. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. Um, yeah, I think just um, hearing people say nice things about you, it's always nice, isn't it? Do you get embarrassed? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rona actually sang me a song at the end which had no some um, did you sing it live or was this recorded no this is recorded oh. that pulled me back down to earth after all these nice messages but uh, no it is class like I think yeah just probably we're quite self-critical as rugby mm -hmm. players as individuals so I, I think sometimes to take a step back and mm -hmm. actually be like oh like I am alright and mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to hear it that's really Definitely. important you should do that more often <laughs> genuinely I've said this like, on every podcast I've ever done we've done a few of these kind of one-to-one type things and was it any kind of regret I've got is that I never ever give myself a pat in the back yeah during your career you, maybe when you're afterwards you think oh that was all right yeah but I think it's so important in the moment to do it because we take enough criticism and we, we're hard on ourselves probably more often so it, it's good to get the, the chance to do that was a the family there on Saturday as well yeah mum and dad both there are they big fans? Well, obviously big fans, but yeah. in terms of travelling to the games, do they get to a lot of the games? And yeah, like all home games. Um, yeah. My dad had just he'd been working out in Norway. He'd just flown in that morning. So oh, that really? was. Did you know he was coming? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they love it. Um, my sister and my brother sit both away, so couldn't mm -hmm. make it. But again, like, yeah, they're very proud and get to every game that they can. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. And do you get any message? Did you get any words of wisdom for your brother? Um... No, I, I had a missed call and I was I like, I, I don't need that, but <laughs> no, it was good. So what's next? I'm always conscious when we do these as well that like, it's it's just not the end at all. There's there's so much more to come. You're still young, still totally top of the game, still playing top level rugby and excelling and improving. What's the what's next? How far do you want to take this? How far do you want to push on? Over 130 points for a country, 50 caps, real influential player and influential position how how far can can you take this this journey um oh, i'm not sure i think i'm just yeah want to keep enjoying it um i think i've improved so much just this year alone um in my club rugby so i want to keep pushing myself in that environment um down south and yeah make it to the next world cup hopefully and see where we go from there yeah. what about off field what do you get up to do you get time to be Relax off field. Drink a lot of coffee. That's a standard um, answer. We yeah. always get that one. It's coffee shares have gone through the roof in the last five years. Um, no, I live down um, with CB and mm -hmm. um, Hell, one of the other girls down in Loughborough. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, yeah. It's a good social group. So that's a good team. There's a good setup and a good. Yeah. I don't know. There'll be there'll be a lot of learning and understanding 
in that environment as well. I'd Definitely, imagine a yeah. lot of experience around you and yeah. the team as well, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, like I said, from the game management point of view, like I've been playing 10 a lot there this season and mm-hmm. I've learned so much. Um, go into a lot of detail in terms of managing momentum and mm-hmm. territory and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I feel like I'm going to just keep improving for as long as I'm there. Nice. So off-field coffee, that's it. You must be a golfer. Are you a golfer? No, I, no. I think I want to get into it. Mm-hmm. But not, uh, my skills at the moment You'll not, not be allowed to put skis on now, will you? No, absolutely no. not. Will you put skis back on? Um... Yes, like post rugby, I think I'd be too scared now. I think really, yeah, like I've I mean, not you don't done have it to now. fly doing it sixty mile an hour. Yeah. You can do it leisurely. <laughs> I've not done it for about three and a half years now, yeah. um, so I'd be. I think I'd be more. I'd be so competitive, and I'd be annoyed at myself if I wasn't good. <laughs> basically, what about snowboarding? Uh, I tried it once and I hated it. I've heard this. If you ski, it's really hard to then snowboard. Is that yeah. right? Just different. Yeah, different position completely. Not for me. <laughs> well, I've, I've skied, I've never snowed, but I'd, I'd be the same. I'd probably hurt myself. Um, anyway, we'll bring it back to rugby and one final push um, for this this block uh, during the, the Six Nations. There's a lot of nervousness and a lot of tension relieved after that victory that weekend in Ireland. Can we've already spoken about how much they'll target it as a uh, you know as a as a, a cup final, as you've said. What do you need to get right to? to get a, a second victory in a row on, on, on Saturday? I think um, we're maybe not underdogs, which is big for us, is just getting that mm. mindset right that actually, um, yeah, we need to go out there and, yes, be confident, but it's it's not going to be an easy game. Mm. Um, so that's first off. And then um, I think that territory game will be huge, mm. um, depending on what the weather's doing. Like, there was a big wind on Saturday. So, again, just using that to our advantage. Um, and... Hopefully our forwards will be as good as they were because they were unbelievable on Saturday. So more big scrums, big mauls, I think, will be in a good place. Do you like a mole? No, I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> if they score tries, then... I know. No, it was good as well, wasn't it? Was, it? Like, yeah. In terms of the, the, the pressure it can leave, the, the, um, the kind of positives it can give, certainly with the tries. And the line-up was excellent on Saturday oh, as well, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, our front row were unbelievable. Mm, more to come, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, good luck with... Uh, the weekend and all that comes next, as they always make a point of these interviews aren't about looking back, they're about looking forward as much as possible. An amazing career so far, so much more to come, uh, a huge influence in the in the Scotland women's team and I look forward to watching you progress and, uh, and be even more successful in the, in the years ahead. So thank you for joining us uh, for this special edition of the official Scottish Rugby podcast. Look back on your career, Helen, uh, and outstanding career so far. So good luck, as I say, for the women this Saturday in their final match against Ireland in the TikTok Women's Six Nations. And we'll be back next week with more exclusive content.